0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of making lemonade, Qui-Gon's happy hour, or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world health crisis, we we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go. And we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to patron, patreon.com forward slash The Lemonade Network and become a patron, you will get access to not only a patron-exclusive podcast feed with all our Star Wars after shows, movie commentaries, and the whole first season of my podcast, Baking Oranges, where I talk with my friend and yours, Steve, about pop culture and the world around us, but you will also get 15% off all products in my online store, Um, year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we, we will still have free podcasting content. Year round, every single week we're going to have new episodes of Making Lemonade and Quiagons Happy Hour every other week as well. So don't fret. However, if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some <laughs> some cash um, and would like to help out and are are a fan of everything we do here at the Lemonade Network, please head over to Patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a Patreon a patron today. Stay weird. Put your speeders in park, pour yourself a blue mojito, kick your feet up because it's time for Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Welcome, 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 welcome to Mando Mondays. What's up, my Mando-Loreans? Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Everybody watching live, this is Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, and this is the podcast where we talk about Star Wars and everything Star Wars and all of our love for Star Wars and all that good stuff. All right, let's talk about. Um, so, I'm going to put this out here. Um, anyone who's watching live right now, if you have not, um, if you have not watched the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian, this is a spoiler-filled uh, show. So, anybody who's listening at home, anybody who's watching right now, if you have not watched um, the first episode of the new season of The Mandalorian. I suggest you leave now. I don't mind if you leave right now. I won't I won't be butthurt about it because I don't want to spoil this to anybody who is looking at watching it. But now that I've done a spoiler alert, now that I've let you all know what we're doing, um, let's get into it. Let's get um, straight into all of the Mando madness. I'm going to have myself a drink of water and a breath because I feel like it came out. that came out very quickly. But we're going to chat mandalorian for the next 20 minutes or so next half hour 20 minutes or so so i want to go through the whole episode so um we begin with our friends the mandalorian and baby yoda or the child also known as the child um first of all everybody welcome on the live um anybody listening at home we're live right now as well on instagram and tiktok we will be doing this every single monday at around two o'clock um give or take sometime between one and three just stay tuned to um the internet thank you very much um car the fart 339 is it fart yeah it's Fart. um love you too you're a legend um thank you for joining us so we are uh, if you've got any questions ladies and gentlemen please put them in the in the comment boxes in the lives and i will get to them as soon as i can so what we're, ooh, shit excuse me so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um the Mandalorian. We're going to start at the start. So at the start of the episode, where we're walking through um, a dingy, dark-looking alley, we got some we got some stormtrooper graffiti on the side. We got the Mando and our friend, little little baby child, little Yoda, in um, his little baby pod, floating across. And um, there's some things in the dark. We're looking at these red eye things. They sound like dogs. They probably are some sort of alien dog thing. Um, anyway, we're setting up this place to be some dingy stuff. It turns out to be the place in the trailer that we saw. I, I decided not to watch any other trailers beyond the initial teaser trailer because I didn't want anything ruined because I just love this show so much and I wanted to experience it. It's all about experiencing it as it's on, not as it's, um, not in trailers. Trailers just ruin things. So, especially when people make things like that, the trailers are ruined. Okay. I'm going to slow down. I'm got to take a deep breath. So, I've only watched it once all the way through. I got about... I just started watching it then again and I got about f- 10, 15 minutes into, into it. So, um, I'm just going off memory. So, we're starting. We see all these red-eyed dogs. And if I miss anything, people, please let me know. So, we're seeing all these red eye kind of dog things. And um, as we're going through this town, we're starting to establish that this is a dodgy town. Then we come up to a Twi'lek who is, um, looking like he's related to Quinn from the heist episode. Um. And the Twi'lek is it sounds like the guy from um, Underworld, you know, the, the that werewolf dude that's like he's got that really deep welcome I can't even do it. Welcome to the fights. Like that no, that's um that's the inspector bad gadget bad guy. He's more like welcome to the fights. I can't I can't do it. Um Hey Kai Kai Seal Myers, how you doing? Um So, yeah, he lets him in. And we see a cyclops, dude. I don't know what species these guys are. Don't expect me to know the species and don't gatekeep me for not knowing these species because I don't care what species they are. I, I do. I know some of the species, but I don't know them all by heart. I'm not really a Star Wars aliens guy. I know a lot of lightsabers. A lot more details about Star Wars outside of all the alien species. Anyway, so we see this little cyborg dude and there's two Gamorians fighting the Gamorrean guards from Return of the Jedi. They're fighting. They're having a fight, an axe fight inside a ring. It looks like the TNA, uh, for all my wrestling fans, the TNA ring. It's like a hexagon, like the UFC ring. It's like a hexagon, except the thing's are like on an angle. Anyway, they're fighting and they're axe fighting and it's, it's obviously some sort of fighting ring. Um, and we're in there and we're fighting. We're watching them. And the Mando is uh, talking to the guy saying, you know, I need some Mandalorians. I need to find the Mandalorians. We're looking for um, the child's uh, people, essentially. So he's, he's finding the Mandalorians and that's where we're establishing. The guy says on Tatooine, they're on Tatooine. Eventually later, he says that they're on Tatooine, but let's just talk about this little fight scene. There's that scene from the trailer where he gets the little firebirds out and, and Yoda, baby Yoda just goes, dink, and hits the thing and hides in his pod and just goes, Fsh. so he knows what to do on the pod. So he can, we kind of establish in this episode that a bit of time has moved forward and especially when we get back to Tatooine. So, you know he kills the cyclops and and well he doesn't kill the cyclops but the dog things kill the cyclops so again something that was important we put in there earlier and he um the cyclops gets eaten he hangs him up on a on a light post and the cyclops uh, suffers from all these wild dog things that uh that, that, that we're gonna call them the dogalians <laughs> they're dogalalians um, little dog aliens so he suffers he said and he does say um I will not I will not kill you, uh, myself. I give you my word. I will not kill you myself. And he doesn't hear that properly because the guy's in shock and he's scared. And anyway, he says, "There's one on Tatooine." He says, "I've been to Tatooine plenty of times. There's no Mandalorian there." And that's when it—that's when I think the audience is supposed to go, "Ooh, we know a Mandalorian that was once on Tatooine." Technically, he's not a Mandalorian, but you know, that's what we're talking about. Um, so we're we're talking about. Um, He's talking about a Mandalorian, so we we get back to Tatooine, and Amy Sedaris is back there, where you know the, a bit of time has passed, and she seems to have a relationship with the Mandalorian at this point. So, this is just very simple things for those of you who write stories. There's really simple ways to um, to advance story and advance relationships with time. Star Wars has always been really good at that. You just drop in as the audience into a place. This is what we did in the last. Um, the Rise of Skywalker. We dropped in and we realised that some time had passed because Poe and Ray and Finn had a much more stronger relationship, and Poe and Ray were kind of bickering. Anyway, um, so he's got this relationship with Amy Sedaris's character, and we're kind of realising that um, a little bit of time has passed, and she says to him something about how if this if this little child breeds, I will pay good money for it. Anyway, so she's telling him about this moss. Um, Oh, what is it? It's Mo- so there's Moss Isley, Moss um, Moss Esper, and Moss Fe- Feridus, I think it's called Moss Ferridus. It's another little town, another little country town in Tatooine, and we haven't—I don't think—we've heard of this outside of um, maybe some EU stuff. So it's a brand new place. So he travels over there. He's got his bike. He's got the baby. He, for some reason, likes the protocol—not um, the protocol droids. The uh, the Pod Racer droids—I can't remember what exactly they're called—but he's got the um the droids from Phantom Menace, and he somehow likes them now. And so they do some fix-up on the Razor Crest, and he heads off to Mos Fer- I'm just going to call him Mos Feridus. Um, so he is—he's um, he- headed now off to mosferus and we we find that he ends up in a bar. This little town. These people are staring at him, and they're all kind of funny. And he ends up in a bar, and it's very, very country and western. Um, the uh, if you're if you're a SpongeBob fan, you might remember the Alaskan Bullworm episode. That's all I could think about. Ah, uh, yeah, I do remember that episode. It's very, very similar to this. We're going to get to the Great Dragon eventually, but yeah, it is very similar to this. I mean, it feels like there's just these western tropes, and I couldn't tell you exactly what western it is, but it just it's the, it's the weary traveler comes on in the sheriff is is protective um and then he he teams up with the sheriff to help them out and the eventually what we're looking for is the sheriff comes in and he's wearing some very familiar mandalorian armor yes that's right he's wearing um so as the as the mando's talking to the the bartender again an alien species I only remember from return of the jedi was playing the gong (laughs) I don't remember what alien species he is but um they're talking about um, you know, there's a Mandalorian in town and so on and so forth and this, this Mandalorian walks in in Mandalorian armor, but it's a very skinny looking Mandalorian. So at first I thought it was actually Bo-Katan. Um, I, was, I was certain it was Bo-Katan because um, I looked up as I was looking on IMDb I, while I was watching it, I looked up and I saw that Bo-Katan was in the episode which actually wasn't, which was, which was a nice surprise because I thought I'd ruin the episode for myself. Um, but like, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it's Katie Sackhoff is playing Bo-Katan and she's the voice of Bo-Katan in Clone Wars, which is really cool. Anyway, once that comes up, we'll really start to talk about that. But um, yeah, this skin, you know, I thought it was a woman. Um, I'm sitting here thinking that this this Mando is a woman. Then I realized that that's Boba Fett's armor. It's got the, he's got the dented helmet. It's just been through the war. It's like the, the green paint is almost stripped. It's almost gone. It's basically silver at this point. Um, but it's definitely Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett's chest plate, plate, it's his shoulder, it's his pauldron like shoulder, shoulder guards, um, and his helmet. Anyway, and eventually we do see a gun and I believe that is Boba Fett, Boba Fett's gun as well without the, um, I don't know what the gun parts, I don't own guns, but it's like the barrel, um, removed. It looks like it, but I could be very wrong. Um, someone who knows that kind of stuff will be able to tell me instead. Though I'm sure I'll get gatekeeped. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, we're talking about. Um, he walks in, and then the guy takes the helmet off. And um, I was watching with my my fiance, and she goes, oh, "He's not a Mandalorian. He took he took his helmet off. Helmet off. He's not actually a Mandalorian." And it's Timothy Oliphant, one of my favorite dudes in the world. Timothy Oliphant is on. Um, on a show on Netflix called uh, Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. And man, is he good on that. Because of that, he became one of my favorite. Um, my audio listens. I'm very sorry about the uh, the sound of my bottle and the liquid. It's, a, it's a ASMR. We're going to do some ASMR today. Uh, yeah, this is Qui-Gon's happy ASMR hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're... we're, we're I'm thinking it's Boca and it ends up being Timothy Oliphant, which is just a wonderful I don't remember if I heard whether he was gonna be on there or not, but um it's just a wonderful little addition there to um, the Mandalorian to have Timothy Oliphant on there um, and enjoying in and you know in the Boba Fett armor. So we've got the Boba Fett armor and then he starts to, they start to say, you know, I need the Mandalorian armor and they get into a chat about the crate dragon oh no sorry they're sitting and then the earth starts to rumble and then they go outside and it turns out to be a crate dragon this thing is moving through the sand like it's the ocean and it is phenomenal i realized what it was when i was watching it and i was like we're on tatooine that is a freaking crate dragon that is amazing the only time we've ever seen a crate dragon in in live action is the skeleton that c-3po walks past in a new hope so the crate dragon comes along, and it's like holy crap. And then they start to get into a conversation about the crate dragon and how um the Tuscan raiders and this and that and the other. And as we're moving, uh, as we forget, well, I forgot that he has a relationship and he can speak. Uh, sorry, Dinjarin can speak um, Tuscan Raider, or their native language. And this Tuscan Raider, um, and you know we do see them briefly having a chat on his way over to uh, Mosferodus. I'm getting it wrong, I know for sure, but. Um, I'll come back with the real name later because I haven't had a chance to watch the latest episode a few times over yet. I've only watched it one and a bit. So um, where Timothy Oliphant's character is talking all about um, the crate Dragon. Now let me see if I can at least find Timothy Oliphant's character's name. Um, So please mind the clicking sound. Um, and they're having a chat. Let's have a look. So Timothy Oliphant, yeah, Cobb Vanth. Okay, so Cobb Vanth and, and, and the Mando are having a chat about um about the Crate Dragon and how the Tuscan raiders raided their town and he Timothy Oliphant shows us this very um very harrowing flashback happens where he was in town and um it's his story. It's just a brief, beautiful like right as the Death Star blew up, they were all in that very bar they were in. And um, the local mining uh, guild came in and just took over and just started killing people and he saved the bartender's life and he saves his life and he takes a little, one of those little ice cream maker things that the best guy came in in the last season and that that guy was running through, um, through Cloud City with in Empire Strikes Back. Um, And he takes it and it has these crystals in it that the Jawas want. I can't remember what the crystals were. They were like Cipher Diaz (laughs) crystals. I'm just using um, Master Cipher Diaz's name. I'm going to call them Cipher Diaz crystals. So Cipher Diaz crystals, um, the Jawas really want them. And he spots and he gets pulled up by the Jawas right as he is about to die in the desert. Uh, Very harrowing stuff. And... um, and the Jawas want these Cypher crystals. And he sees that they have some Mandalorian armor, and it turns out to be that Boba Fett armor. And what's really cool is uh, that he gives them this, and he comes back and he does a classic, like very Clint Eastwood moment where he comes back and he just starts shooting dudes in the bar, and he's shooting these mining guild, and he's just taking it back. And he's saying, like, this is why I'm the protector, and rah rah rah. Um, and then we, then we move over towards the Crate Dragon. We start headed towards the Crate Dragon, and we see these. Uh, we get into, we're in a in a, in a a cavern of sorts. Um, it could very well be um, the Dune Sea. Is it the Dune Sea? No. What is it that Luke uh, traveled through? Luke traveled through. Uh, he used the bullseye womp rats in Beggar's Canyon. So I think they might have been in Beggar's Canyon. They don't really say it. I can't remember. Um, but I'm just going to say it's Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> I don't care if it's not canon or not. Um, And we're in the canyon and these dogs come up and one of the, and these dogs look like the dogs that attacked Padme in in attack of the clones when they're in the Colosseum in Geonosis. And I'm going, oh my God, that's the dog. But let's just briefly say they're on the bikes and they head to the canyon and guess what um, Timothy Oliphant's bike is? It is the engine. It is the engine and I saw some... Just some fanboys talking about this and how it's really obvious it's not an Easter egg. An Easter egg is something that is subtly put in there. And if you have to point it out to a family member who's not necessarily a Star Wars fan, then it is an Easter egg. That's just... That's how Easter eggs work. Anyway. um, And the engine that he's on, the bike that he's on, is the engine from Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. Like, what? Who... Dave Filoni, John Favreau, you are geniuses. Like you 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 take all of my money. You've, you've you've just you blew my mind just with that little thing. I never would have thought of that, and that is a beautiful little thing because of course on Tatooine at some point he's come across it. The Jawas have probably come across it, turned it into bike, and they've sold it to him. That's what's happened. He's got Boba Fett's armor and Anakin Skywalker's pod racer as a bike. Brilliant. Just oh, you're going to make me cry. And a lot of people are going to say it's cliche and whatever. I don't care. It is beautiful. We're on Tatooine. This is homeland. This is where Anakin comes from. This is Luke comes from. We're back on Tatooine. It's beautiful. It's the first time we've been there in like 20 years or something like that. 15 years since Attack of the Clones. Well, since the last season of Mando, but we're back again and we need to be back on on Tatooine and it's so cool. Anyway, so uh, we get to the canyon and these dogs are about to attack and then the Mando manages to like... (laughs) <laughs> whatever he does and, and the dog comes up this lizard dog thing comes up no you know what it's not the lizard it's the lizard dog it is in those dogs are in attack of the clones but they're not the ones that attack Padme in the Colosseum they are in attack of the clones and they are um, they are the dogs from um from the uh, Tusken Raider camp when Anakin um Kills all the Tuscan Raiders and he starts killing um all the Tuscan. Hey Takashi, how you doing, man? Happy Monday to you too. Uh, I hope you're having a good day. I am having a good day. Thank you very much. I hope you're having a good day. Um, so yeah, it's those dogs that are in the Tuscan Raider scene when Anakin kills. He goes to the Tuscan Raider camp and he kills all. Of them. Anyway, I'm trying to make it as fast. As this is going to go on for a while though. Uh, we're only halfway through the episode, but I don't really remember too many details because there's a lot of fighty fight, killy killy um on there. What's the majiggas on there? What's the names? Um, the Crate Dragon. So then uh, Mando talks to the Tusken Raiders and we have a few scenes with the Tusken Raiders. It's, it's very cool where the Tusken Raiders are talking with Timothy Oliphant and Mando and they're at their camp. They stay the night. It's very... Um, I said to my... I said to Jen, it it's very uh, like a Western where the, where the sheriff goes out and he doesn't trust the native Indians, the, the, the indigenous people and um he doesn't trust them because they've raided their camp and now he has to trust them to work together because they understand the land better than he does because they got thousands and mando keeps going back to they've got thousands of years thousands of years of of trust thousands of years of evolution thousands of years of of being on this land it's ancestry and we see a few scenes where um they leave a um a banther for the crate dragon, and they leave a s- sacrificial banther to keep the crate dragon happy. And this poor Dusken Raider, the banther somehow gets away, and the Dusken Raider gets eaten by the crate dragon. It's just phenomenal. This crate dragon, the special effects on it is just incredible. It's like this giant kaiju looking crate dragon. I can't wait to go back and watch it like 70 times. It is just beautiful. This crate dragon just coming out of the sand because it's and they say it sleeps and so on so the Krayt dragon is um the Krayt dragon is being eaten uh, is he eats the tusken raider and um just just destroys like <sighs> And we start, so we've, we've got all these scenes where Timothy Oliphant doesn't want to drink their thing, and then we see the Tuscan Raiders come into the town, into Moss Fespa. I'm going to call it that. I can't remember what it's called. Um, maybe I should get it up on the on the screen here. Um, Moss, whatever it is, and they are. Uh, where is it? It was this great crate dragon, Boba. F- the destruction of Second death Star. Moss Pelgo. Okay, there we go. Moss Pelgo. So. Um, they're all moving into Mos Pelgo and all the people aren't sure. And then we start to train, and we and and, and we see these scenes where they get the cannons out, and they get their weapons, and they they're prepping the the Tuscan Raiders are prepping the harpoons for the um, for the crate dragon and everything. And there's just this great scene, and they they're burying. And then Mando does this cool thing that he always does, where he starts telling um, he starts telling the plan. It's you know it's very heist Ocean's Eleven kind of western. Thing going on this is our plan we're going to bury the we're going to bury it. It's so that the audience knows what we're about to go through where we're about to get to um and they know exactly what the plan is and when the plan doesn't quite go to plan we know the gravity of why it didn't work and why things aren't happening and so on so we're we're sitting there and he's telling us about burying these 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 mines and everything and we're gonna get the belly of it, and it's you know they said that the Tuscan raiders said that the belly is very rah rah, and there's we we set up a lot of very obvious conflict between the Mospelago um, peoples and the Tuscan raiders. It's very very Western um, cowboys and Indians kind of uh, kind of thing going on, and when we uh, finally get to the confrontation, the confrontation goes for about fifteen twenty minutes almost, and. We bury and we get him out, but he starts moving back, shooting harpoons at him. Bang, 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 bang. In his eyes, in his head, people are blasting him in the face. Um, everyone's shooting him to try to upset him. Amanda's like, "Damn it, he's moving back. He's he's not he's not coming out. We need him to eat the bantha so that we can get him over the mines and blow his belly out." And he's not doing that. So they finally, what do they do? He shoots a someone shoots a missile at him. Ah. Oh, Tom Timothy Elef, Oliphant, Elephant um, shoots a missile in his eye and that annoys him. He comes out and he starts eating Tuscan Raiders and eating people and boom, they shoot him through. Except it doesn't quite get him. They might've, I think they hit the detonator just a little bit too soon. Um, let me know in the chats and everything if I'm missing anything here, but boom, shoot him underneath and he misses. And then he just disappears under the sand. And all of a sudden, this is just incredible, is that there's this much sand on this planet that he goes down and then goes up and does an Obi-Wan and gets the high ground. And he's up on this mountain, just head out of the thing. And they establish right before he disappears that um, right before they blow his belly the first time that he can spit acid and he just starts burning Tusken Raiders. So he disappears under this thing. goes up on the mountain and then just and just gets the high ground and just starts spraying everybody and everyone's retreating everyone is just like oh my goodness what is going on and he's up on the top of this mountain and this dude just like this crate Dragon can move wherever he wants like how deep is the sand on Tatooine that's what I was thinking like how is how is this happening <laughs> how is he doing this and he's um, and so the Mando and Oliphant are down there going okay what are we going to do what are we going to do and Mando sees, they go, they fly up on their jetpacks, which is cool. Now the Mando's got a jetpack. So we've got so many more things he can do. So many more cool things he can do in battle with, with kaiju monsters and all this kind of stuff. They fly, shoot, 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 bang, bang, bang. Trying to get his attention and he attacks them and they fly off and somehow he comes back down again. I can't remember. Oh no, he just disappears into the mountain again. Comes up behind them and Mando's going, okay. So he's he's flanked them from behind um, and Mando's going, okay, what can we do? And he looks over and there's a banther that's still got bombs on him. Someone hasn't quite used those bombs yet. So he heads, he's like, okay, get its attention. Um, help me out. I'll be right back. And Oliphant's like, what's going on? He doesn't understand what's going on. He goes, just send it towards this. And so he's starting to send it towards, he just didn't have time to explain. So he's starting to head it, head it towards the bantha. And I'm probably missing some details here, but I remember, I'm just doing what I remember. So I watched two days ago. Um, and he's hit the... I promise next week I'll make sure to re-watch right before we watch. But he hits the... Uh, he, he's, he finally grabs the Bantha. What the hell? And he, but he takes the Mando with him. And Mando has to hold onto the Bantha because the Bantha's trying to run away. Um, and he has to sacrifice his poor Bantha. Finally grabs the Bantha. And we're up in the air. We're flo- the, 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 crate Dragon's crushing people, doing whatever. And boom, explosion. Just explode from the inside out. Just the classic, like like Drax in, in Guardians 2, ripping through, um you know, like Hercules in the Disney Hercules when he rips from the inside out. You know, just the classic inside out exploding from the belly in. Um, they explode the banter, except I think he gives Oliphant the d- detonator and that's what he says. He says, just wait, you'll know the sign. You'll know the signal. Blow it when I'm ready. And he blows it and then, you know, Mando comes out covered in schmutz. Um, and somehow survives the, oh, that's right. He flight just in the last minute flies out, jetpacks out of his, out of his mouth, um, as the explosion goes off. And, um, that's the end of the episode. I'm sure there's plenty more Easter eggs and, and, and stuff, but what the funniest part is he goes up and you know, oh, I didn't get what you meant. So I didn't have time to explain it, rah, rah, rah. And little baby Yoda was just floating around this whole time. I don't know why he's still there, but I understand that Mando's trying to keep him, him close and safe. Um, doesn't even want to leave him with Amy Sedaris. So, the funny, one of the funniest moments in this episode as well, is that Mando is is sitting there, and the Tuscan Raiders, that the the crate dragon is just gone. He's dead. He's he's after thousands of years, they finally killed him. Hundreds of years, they finally killed him. <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders are just taking chunks of meat for me. And the size of these pieces of meat that they're taking would feed a whole clan of Tuscan raiders, a whole clan of people for months. And then we cut, then we zoom out, and we come up to the Mando, and the little baby Yoda's in the bag. And on the back of the Mando's bike is a chunk, like easily about twenty kilos worth of just crate dragon meat. And it's like, does the guy have a? Refri- he must have a refrigerator in the Razor Crest, so he just wraps that. Up and takes it off so that the two of them can eat it's just so bright I wouldn't have thought to have anyone trying to take meat from this thing because i have just exploded it it's probably toxic but everyone's hungry this is just they just they got to eat where they got to eat and Mando's probably going to refrigerate that crate dragon meat for the next couple months <laughs> I mean why not the, the local banthers and stuff are probably going to eat it anyway the wildlife is going to eat it anyway so might as well get your chunk um and then finally, Oliphant, You know, this is the deal they make. If you can help me kill the crepe Dragon, I'll give you the Mandalorian armor. Um, they've made a they've made a relationship with the Bantha, with the Tusken Raiders, and hopefully, we do come back to Mos Pelago, because I want to see more of Oliphant, and I think it'd be cool if, like we did with Cara Dune in the last season, to have him come back on the Magnificent Seven se- um, team in the last few episodes. But we'll see how we go. Um, I'm excited to see more of Cara Dune. I really want to see what Sasha Banks is doing in this season. Um, as a pro wrestling fan, I want to see what she's doing. I've never seen her in anything other than pro wrestling, and she's a fantastic um, actress, so to speak, in the pro wrestling world. So I would, I'm really excited to see what what character she's playing, whether it's Sabine Wren or something like that. You know, Even just a new character, I'm happy to see her. Excited to see Cara Dune again um but yeah this was just such a cool episode and finally we can't we can't leave this episode without talking about the final little easter egg at the end um so super super spoilers but you if if you're watching this you've well and truly watched it by now um we finally see um the mando going across the sand in tatooine obviously heading back to the razor crest and we're at a um bird's eye view kind of thing please excuse the vacuum um our house is a mess we're, we finally see the Mando zoom out and we zoom out and there's a man with a Tuscan Raider um, spear thing, um, the little shaky spear thing. And he's got another like bow and arrow looking thing. And he turns around and it's none other than my boy, Tamura Morrison. And for those of you who don't know what this means, Tamura Morrison played Django Fett. Tamura Morrison is a um, fellow Maori boy. Uh, he's a Kiwi. And he played. He was. He's known as uh, Aquaman's dad as well. But he played Jango Fett. Um, Jango Fett was the man who was cloned uh, to become uh, the clones, the the clone troopers. So Tamura Morrison played Jango Fett and the clone troopers. And he was cloned. His son was a clone of him with no aging process. Who is Boba Fett? Now. Tamura being there, having... I think it's significant. So, I'm not going to make an assumption. I'm really kind of on both sides and I'm happy with either or. If Tamura is playing a clone trooper like um, Rex or Wolf or something like that, um, Cody, that would be very cool. He's probably playing Boba Fett. I think the insinuation is that he's playing Boba Fett uh, because of the Boba Fett armor being there and the Sarlacc pit um you know there's a moment where the crate dragon says um sorry oliphant says this cave or you know where do you get a cave so big and um mando says it's a the tuscan raider said it's a sala it's an abandoned sarlacc pit and oliphant's like what do you mean an abandoned sarlacc pit who abandons a sarlacc what kind of sarlacc pit abandoned and he says well if you're dead and so they're in, I think it's safe to assume that the crate Dragon ate the sarlac. So that's what we're dealing with here. Um, and so maybe that sarlac pit was the one that Boba Fett fell into in Return of the Jedi. It'd be cool. I, I really don't care either way, to be honest, um, whether whether Boba Fett returns or not. I'm just excited to see Tamora Morrison in any form. And if he is Rex, that's even cooler to me. If he's not, whatever, like... Give me Boba Fett. I'm just happy to see Tamura back in the Star Wars universe and at the right age to be one of these aged clones or Boba Fett or whatever it may be. So it's exciting stuff. He had scars all over his face and everything and a great way to end the episode. I didn't think... When I saw the Boba Fett armor, I was like, ah, well, you know, Boba's dead then. He must be dead. But I didn't think that he would be in that kind of cliffhanger at the end. So that's really exciting and I'm really happy to see this. And let's... Thank you for joining me on Mando Mondays. This, um, I think... This is the quickest I've ever spoken in my life to try and get this done in less than 40 minutes. Um, but, you know, if you guys have any... Uh, if you guys want to, you know, watch along every single week, please do. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. If you want to listen or watch the rest of the episode, please listen on um, all platforms. It'll be available uh, right now. Um you know, before the end of the day, every Monday on all podcasting platforms, you can listen to the audio there. And we're going to put this um, this Instagram live up on YouTube as well. But thank you for watching. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. This has been Mando Mondays. Let's get it. So excited for The Mandalorian to be back right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, join us next week for the live or just have a listen on, on Qui-Gon Hour on all the platforms. But thank you everyone that watched on the live. Thank you everyone that watched on both TikTok and Instagram right now. And anyone who's listening at home or watching this on YouTube, I love you all so much. This has been Qui-Gon Hour. I've been your host, Jordan. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget. Do not forget. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>